Hello, and welcome to the House of Legends, where you can hear world myths and legends told by a professional storyteller. I'm your host, Daniel Allison, and this is a special episode with Joseph Natohau. So we're here at the Scottish International Storytelling Festival 2019, and Joseph has come all the way over from Canada to join us and share what he does. So Joseph, thank you for joining us in this. Can you, first of all, just say how you got into storytelling? I got into storytelling by uh, maybe uh, seemingly by accident, but uh, there are no accidents. I was uh, with uh, a friend. She was an elder from back in Saskatoon, and she uh, was uh, teaching, doing teachings about teepee raising, but she wasn't telling the story rather than she was telling details about this teepee. So I thought, well, these kids, they didn't look, always engaged, you know, but, uh, you know, they did listen to her. She was a dear elder. So I thought I'd see if I could find a story. So I bored a story from another culture. I'm Cree, so the Blackfoot were kind of like our enemies a while back. We are now allies. So I bored a story from their culture and kind of in the wrong way. Normally you're supposed to go and access an elder from their culture and ask them properly. So I just read this story and I used it and I found it was a very successful way to tell and teach young people. So you're a Cree and you feel that storytelling is a, a useful and important part of sharing your culture and passing on your culture to the younger generations. Yeah, um, Cree and a little bit of British, a little bit of Canadian, you know, and a little bit of trickster. So, you know, I've uh, been uh, in a residential school for many years, so stories come from wherever I've been, you know, whatever experienced. So it's not necessarily Cree, but it, it's within uh, within Cree territory and settlers that came to our area there, our land, and uh, everybody knows that story. So they took all the land and we left us a little bit of a stump to sit on, so that was uh, pretty difficult. <laughs> but somehow we seem to get along today, you know, but in the past it was quite rough. But that's that's uh, where the stories come from, just from those difficulties and uh, the joyful times that we used to have and we were re- recovering once again. Okay, thank you. And can you tell us about... Um, a particular experience you've had for a story has really made a difference to your life or just uh, about a story that's um, that has made a significant impact upon you? Yes. Yeah. There was an old man who was quite uh, magical out of Alberta, and, and he called himself Buffalo Child. And he always made a point to tell his spirit name or his Indian name sometimes sometimes they say but he uh, told me one time that uh, I'll tell you a couple short anecdotes and what uh, he showed me was this tree it was uh, maybe 10 or 15 years old by the time I saw it and he says he pointed to his tree and she says this used to be a dry piece of stick I leaned over number of years ago and picked up a dry stick and then I just put it in the ground and to see what happens I guess and uh, lo and behold a tree 
came out of that dry piece of stick, and now it's as tall as 15, 20 feet, and the leaves were, you know, there was lush. It was a beautiful tree. So he, he, he really uh, amazed me, you know, with his little stories, you know, little stories like that. And then he had painted a picture on top of a house, and it was a red face, and uh, right on the, I guess, the top of a kind of a teepee-shaped house, you know, and he looked, he showed me that. He said, in the future, when you, when when things change, you know, there's going to be only those people that will be, they'll, they'll be left to be survived, you know. And, you know, I didn't know what he meant by that, you know, maybe it was kind of like a metaphor that in the future, maybe those people of indigenous culture, you know, will help to renew this land here that's kind of going all to all to heck, you know. And then he shared this one story about a, a young woman that he'd met. And this woman had come into her his teepee. And normally you don't do that. You wait for the elder to come home. But this woman, you know, it was a young girl, teenager, and she was uh, crying inside this teepee because she was lost, you know. So he came back to his teepee and he saw this young woman crying. And uh, so he asked, he waited for her to stop crying. Then took over a basin of water and says, "Young girl, kasikwe, wash your face. Tell me why you came here." So she washed her face, and apparently there was mascara rolling down her eyes, and so she uh, looked a little scary. And uh, she finished washing her face, and she stopped crying and. And she says, oh, I see all these beautiful people at this camp, at this gathering, and they're all dressed so nicely, and they, you know, they're following some kind of rules or guidelines how to dress. And here I am with my short skirt and my high heels, and my, you know, my hair is all gushed up, you know. But I feel out of place. And so that's why I came in here. I feel like I'm lost, and I wanted to come here to find myself. The old man turned to him and says, Well, let's have a little incense and a little sweetgrass ceremony. I'll pray for you. So put his hand on her head and he prayed. That things will turn out okay in the future. And then she, he, she, he told her, that's all I can do for now. So I'll uh, carry on, you know, and maybe we'll see you next gathering. Sure enough, a year or two went by, and she came back. And she had changed her appearance. She had her longer hair, you know, she braided it. And she had a long dress, the proper, you know, thing to do, I guess, maybe to... Uh, come to the gatherings, that gathering, which was called the uh, Ecumenical Conference. It's held, was being held several years in Alberta, outside of uh, Calgary. So she came back there, and, and she, she came to look for that old man, to thank her, to thank him. And she saw him. He said, hey, Moshom, grandfather. And the grandfather turned towards her, and, I said, who are you? He says, oh, Stono, and don't you recognize me? Says no, you prayed for me a few years ago. I come back. 
Equestration have changed some of the things that I was doing back then, and I feel a lot more comfortable, and that's returned. And I wanted to thank you for that prayer. And that's one story that told me a lot about, you know, how old people just do a simple thing, a simple act, just to help young people to correct, or at least to see a better life for themselves. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you very much. Yeah, so... um. I was wondering if you would share with us just a short story, uh, one of your, perhaps one of your trickster older brother's stories, because uh, I watched uh, Joseph perform um, last night and he had all these really funny little stories. Um, yeah, I hoped we could get one of them for the podcast, if you'd be so kind. Sure. <laughs> right now there's no snow, so we call this uh, trickster Namoya Kakiwihit. Namoya meaning no, and then Kakiwihit cannot be named. So, the one who cannot be named. You know, just walking along, you know, and it was uh, getting a little chilly around fall time. You know, he was shaking and he was walking. Then he saw black bear coming towards him. Hey, hey, he said, I'm very thankful. He says, he calls out to the bear. And the bear says, Kiwi. Hey, oh, your coat is so nice. I'd like to have one for myself. The one who could not be named, you know, was really uh, hoping for a, a good positive reply. And Masko said, I'll help you. You have to tip over, roll over four times on the earth. You can do can be a bear, but think about being a bear as you're rolling. And you will start transforming. So he did as the bear told him. He went, stall. If you get to the third one, you can change your mind. So he rolled the moikakyu, hit once, twice, third time. Oh, what the heck, I'll just go for it. So turn over, all of a sudden, he was a bear. But he looked at his coat and he says, He says, Oh, mine looks brown. How come mine's brown and yours is black? I wanted a black one. Well, where you turned, that's how, where you did your roll, that's how it, <laughs> that's how it looks. That's why you're a brown bear now. I guess that's all right. I did just want a coat. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. All right. <laughs> okay, no farting story just now. All right. Um, so that's all for now. Uh, tune in because we're probably going to have another episode from the festival very soon. See you next time.